it's Thursday, everybody. Almost Friday. Almost game day. Almost time to do all those chores that you've been putting off all week, like I have with cleaning my room. Uh, we got a good episode for you. We got Ted Coffin, Wings beat writer at the Detroit News, coming on the show uh, to discuss what he saw in Grand Rapids over this past weekend. I think you're going to like what you hear, uh, especially regarding uh, top pick Mo Sider, uh, as well as touch on a couple of the other guys like Joe Valeno, uh, Michael Rasmussen, uh, and then kind of, you know, I ask him what to expect from the Red Wings as we approach this trade deadline on February 24th. But in the meantime, like I said, we got a great guest. Tomorrow's show will be a crossover episode with Lockdown Rangers to preview this weekend's set of games. Obviously, the home back-to-back starting with Friday night at Madison Square Garden before returning to Little Caesars Arena on Saturday. First game back in action at Little Caesars Arena since the end of the All-Star break for Detroit. You're going to want to make sure you're following us on social media at LO underscore Red Wings so you can see all of this when it comes out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Nolan Bianchi. Uh, and then Ted drops his uh, his Twitter handle at the end, but he's also a great follow. So at T Colfin. I don't want to keep you guys waiting, so we shall jump right into things, and we will see you guys right back here on Friday for the final edition of this week's slate of Lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right, so at this time, we welcome on a very special guest. He is the Detroit Red Wings beat writer for the Detroit News and the host of the Octopus podcast alongside Mark Faulkner. Uh, Ted Coffin, thanks for joining us, Ted. How you doing? Nolan, how you doing? It's good to, see, good to hear from you. Not too bad. Now, you were in Grand Rapids this weekend, correct? Yeah, and for the first time since I've gone there during a season, during a regular season, I did not get enveloped by like 37 inches of snow or something like that. I mean, it was actually great weather, and I appreciated that. And I wasn't yeah getting blasted by Arctic storms there. <laughs> well, that's always a plus <laughs> when you travel out to the west side. It is when you're traveling to Grand Rapids, let me tell you. But yeah, Absolutely. I mean, uh, pretty good hockey too. You saw some of the pr- their top prospects, and I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to say the future looks bright at this point, but there's definitely some promising young kids there. It'll be interesting to see what happens down the line. Well, who stood out the most to you uh, just on your trip, seeing them play in person this weekend? Definitely Mo Sider. I mean, you got to figure. I mean, with that type of blend of size and skill and just as hockey savvy. I mean, looks like he's really is a decent prospect for sure. I mean, I know there was a surprise when they picked him sixth overall, even he seemed kind of shocked that day, <laughs> but uh, he's definitely grown into the role. I mean, this guy could be just judging just from comments from a lot of other scouts and all. I mean, this guy has the potential to be a top two defenseman in the league, top pairing defenseman, no question. Uh, Joe Valeno, I think they're still, I mean, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I don't know if he's going to come in and stand out right off the bat, but I mean, there's some definitely some intriguing skill there. I think he can develop into a good two-way center. He plays with a lot of, he was a pretty smart hockey player, I would say. And he's got a chance to be in the league. Um, other than that, Gustav Lindstrom, uh, I know they like Lindstrom. I think they're going to give him a look at some point here. So, 
And then obviously just that particular weekend, you had Zadina there and Giovanni Smith, and you've, we've seen what they've done. They've actually arguably been two of their better players here the last couple of weeks. So there's a long way to go, the respectability, but I think they get, they have some of the building blocks there. Well, you mentioned Cider, and I think right now he's the shiniest, newest toy, so that's kind of what everybody that's wants That's a good to way of putting about. it, no. I mean, you – it really, yeah, you're right. No question. I mean, that's what the fans want to see. And I think they are going to bring him up for about nine games at some point here. That's just so as not to burn a year off his entry level contract, but it'll be interesting to see how he does in the NHL with that little, you know, sample size. I mean, he's only 18 years old, 19, 18, 19 years old. And, you know, in the thick of a playoff race for a lot of teams, it'll be interesting to see how he measures up against them. Well, so, I mean, do you see a scenario where if he comes up to the NHL level and he is maybe outperforming expectations or, or something along those lines that they keep him up here for more than nine games and kind of... No, you know what? No, 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 because it's, that year is just too valuable. Uh, I mean, in, in terms of a contract. Um, plus, you know, on another, just a flip side to that, they re- I think they really do want to see Grand Rapids make the playoffs and they're in the thick of a race right now. I mean, they're like, I mean, they got like three or four teams that looks like bunched in that final one or two playoff spots down there. So you, know, you bring cider up, you lose nine, you know, if he doesn't play nine games up there, that's going to hurt Grand Rapids. So you still want, I mean, obviously whatever happens up here with the wings is the most important thing, but at the same time you want to, keep Grand Rapids competitive and you want to see them make the playoffs. So I think that not, it'll be just be nine games, just like they did with Zadina last, last year. And then they'll send them back down. Just a good little sample size, get them, get, get them an idea of what it's like here at the NHL. Now, what is the benefit to keeping your guys down in Grand Rapids and letting them compete for a playoff spot, maybe rather than, uh, you know, come up to the NHL level where they're playing on, you know, right. the worst historical teams ever and just kind of getting dumped on on a nightly basis? You know, I know, and that's part of it right there. I mean, I think there's a couple of different reasons. One of them, okay, first, you really do want them to play in that competitive you know, just a competitive atmosphere as like the AHL playoffs. I mean, they'll learn quite a bit playing in a playoff atmosphere like that. Um, Plus just getting the more reps, the more games, more practices. So that's vital. But then secondly, I mean, let's face it, like you said, man, I mean, things aren't going great (laughs) with the Red Wings right now. And for an 18 or 19 year old kid, if he comes in here and, if he doesn't play overly great, I mean, he gets tagged with a minus 15 plus minus 15 plus minus rating in nine games. It could, you know, it could suffer damage a blow to the guy's confidence. So, you know, nine games might be quite enough. And then just send him back down there and let's try to make, let's get, try to hit Grand Rapids in the playoffs. So Michael Rasmussen is another name that I think a lot of people are kind of yeah. intrigued by. He got off to a bit of a hot start this year before an injury, you know, kind of derailed. Knocked him out for a few and, months, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he's back now, and, and what do you think that the Red Wings want to see from him down the stretch, uh, both at the NHL and the AHL level? Well, it sounds like the big thing, Nolan, is they want him to, to totally develop into the center. I mean, he's played center most of his junior career, so it's 
not that huge of an adjustment. But I tell you one thing that one thing that really stood out to me is just he's looked bigger. I mean, my God, I mean, he looks like a defensive end now or something like that. I mean, just a big brawny guy. I tell you what, if he can, if he continues to develop. I'm not sure he's a number one or two type center, but he'd be a good solid three or four center and you know, just a tough guy around the net guy you could wear on, you know, on another team. And that's fine. I mean, maybe he's not going to develop into a huge 20, 25 goal scorer, but he's going to get his goals in front of the net in terms of, you know, a, a, a real a strong net front presence. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I know some people are already saying he's, you know, just after one season that he's a bust, which is totally foolish. I mean, yeah. kids only, there's another kid that's only 19 or 20 years old. I think he'd still come up here and do fulfill a big role for this team down the line. So the last guy that I'm a bit curious about uh, is Evgeny Sveshnikov. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, what kind of look is he going to get at the end of the season? And is this kind of a, a make or break time for him? To what certain extent it is. I mean, he's next. He won't be waiver exempt next season. So either he stays in the NHL or gets exposed to waivers. Um, I don't know. He's he's still slowly coming around from that knee surgery that kind of wiped wiped out his entire season last year. I get the sense that they're not totally thrilled with the way he's come back this year yet. Mm-hmm. The stats aren't great. Um. I do suspect I would I would expect even that they would bring him up and give him a you know a, an extended stay here somewhere along the line just to see what they have or how he plays at the NHL level just to see what you know how he does see if he's worth salvaging next year or not but yeah we're definitely getting to the point here Nolan where they have to make a big big time decision a final decision more or less on him well, and there's a, there's a couple guys down there who people may have kind of forgotten about, you know, and I think Sveshnikov certainly fits the bill in that regard because he was right. kind of drafted back, you know, in 2015 and then never really became anything. But is there a name that you think might come up and uh, get some time in Detroit coming from Grand Rapids that might surprise people with their play? No, nah, you know what? At this point, Nolan, it's like there's nobody there, really. I mean, we've seen them all. Yeah. Joe Hicketts. I mean, we've seen what Joe Hicketts can do. Maybe can fill in a game or two, but just that. I mean, you love what he brings to the table in terms of his competitiveness and, you know, it's his chutzpah, for lack of a better term. But, <laughs> I mean, his size, just lack of size, gets, kind of gets exposed after a couple of games and just maybe too many chances, takes too many chances somewhat. Brian Lashoff, I mean, he's just – Brian Lashoff's kind of like the 4A baseball player. I mean, there's, I think Hicketts yeah. might be too. I mean, just a little bit better than the AHL, but not quite an NHL player. Sure. Lashoff, I mean, you know, he fulfills a huge role in Grand Rapids. It's just sort of veteran presence. Calvin Pickard as a goalie, I mean, you know, and again, nice fill, emergency fill-in at the NHL level. Interesting guy is Dominic Turgeon. I mean, I thought he had like a, you know, at one point people felt maybe he had a role as a fourth line NHL guy, but that seems to kind of dissipated now, kind of like come and gone his time. And he had that injury 
at one point, was it like a couple of years ago? And he hasn't really come back all that strong since then. So off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody else really. All the other guys down there are kind of, you know, AHL fodder basically. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, it's basically the guys still playing junior or overseas that people are going to look to here in the next couple of years. Now, uh, we are getting a little bit closer to the trade deadline, and don't worry, I'm not going to ask you what the possible return could be for Trevor Daly. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it seems like while this, you know. Probably not a lot, no, and right. I wouldn't get too excited. <laughs> I would not get too excited. I think I will, a conditional, uh, I think I wouldn't be shocked if it'd be a conditional pick your number, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh right. round draft pick. Now, and I mean, they're in a situation where Trevor Daly is the name that's being discussed and everybody wants to know about what Trevor Daly could get because they don't really have a lot of pieces to offer. You know, could you see I a I think scenario? Mike Green might get a little bit more than him. I mean, don't you? I mean, I think oh, if Mike definitely. Green was – but then again, the problem is Mike Green's hurt right now. If, if he Maybe if he returns the next week or two once they return, you know, maybe he dwell – kind of formulates a little bit of interest out there among teams. Cause I think at his best, he's still a really good power play guy, kind of you know, a decent offensive guy. I think Mike green could maybe fetch you a fourth or fifth round conditional draft pick daily that, or maybe sixth or seven. I think daily's presence as of, I think there are, you know, if, if you, if you're looking for an insurance to sixth, seventh, eighth defenseman, you know, if you're a Pittsburgh or Washington or somebody like that, Trevor Daly maybe fills a role. Mm-hmm. Mike Green too. Um, well, the good locker. Room I don't know who else right. is there. Jimmy, if Jimmy, I doubt there's gonna be much of an interest for Jimmy Howard. But you know, if he plays well these next few weeks, if there's a key injury amongst the goalies out there among those playoff contenders, maybe Jimmy Howard gets into the discussion with some teams. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, seriously, when you go up and down this roster, I mean, there's just not a lot of guys that people are going to want, even as rentals or even with some term. I mean, you know, Adrian, uh, Adrian, Andreas, that's in the CU. I mean, I think there's been a name that's been bandied about a lot. He's going to, looks like he's close to returning once the wings start playing again. Maybe if he has a couple of strong weeks, Maybe there are certain teams that need offense, and a guy can do can provide offense. Um, I don't know what his value his value is not very much right now, so that's an issue. Well, and so in a in a hypothetical scenario where they're not able to move any of those guys, you know, maybe it's just because of unfortunate timing with the injuries sure. uh, or something like that. What other options do the Red Wings have to acquire assets at the deadline? That's it. No, I mean, it's the only way. I mean, you don't see them moving a, a you know mid-tier younger guy, maybe like the and Athens to see you. That's the only guy that we were speculating about. I mean, right. maybe a Luke Glenn Denning, but I think they want to keep him. I mean, mm-hmm. they think he serves a role. They'd love to get under those contracts, like Justin Abdelkader, Franz Nielsen, Darren Helm, but. Helm's got one year left on his ter- contract after this, but I kind of get the sense they want to keep Darren Helm at least through at least until next season, because once you lose Darren Helm, then you have to fill that role. They don't really don't have anybody in the organization that can fill that role right now. Kind of like a you know just a 
veteran defensive forward who's done had a pretty good season actually. Uh, so no, their options in that regard are kind of limited. I mean, you figure they're not going to trade Larkin, Zadina, not going to trade Anthony Mantha, Ronek. So there's about four guys right there. Bernier, Jonathan Bernier. I don't know. I mean, but then you got a huge hole in. Not that he's been super outstanding, but at least he's played much better than Jimmy Howard. Right. Um, so, yeah, your options are kind of limited. Then. They either have some guys who they don't want to trade or a lot of guys they do want to trade, but nobody's going to come calling for them. Yeah. And there's not like a whole guy, there's not a whole lot of guys in between there. Now, this it's an is an interesting mix. It's been the that's kind of what's been the problem all season here and right. kind of evolving the last couple of years. And, and, you know, that was all the – I think one thing – I talked about this yesterday with, with our friend Matt Shook on the Locked On Red Wings podcast where we commiserated who has it worse right now, Red Wings fans or Pistons fans. And I said yeah, that, I don't know. You know the, Red Wings fans, they can kind of point back to Ken Holland and say, well, this is his mess, you know. This is yeah, – you know, yeah. kind of show some feeling of, of apathy. But uh, right. this is the first trade deadline under Steve Eiserman. And what are you most interested to see in the way he kind of handles his business? Is there anything that you kind of are curious about as, as far as how he'll operate as a GM? Well, no, I mean, he's always been aggressive. He really was aggressive in Tampa. But like we've said here in the last couple of minutes, I don't know how aggressive he can be here. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there just isn't much to do in terms of, He's going to try him. Obviously, he's going to try to get as many assets, you know, draft picks as he can. But unless he can maybe goes into that territory of, say, an Athanasiu or, I don't know, Mantha, there's no way. But, I mean, those are the types of guys that are going to get you what you want in terms of, you know, first-round draft picks or whatnot. I don't know if Athanasiu is going to bring a first-round draft pick at this point, but Mm – Maybe like a second Kyle rounder. Did, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could get a second rounder for Athens to see you, though. I would think you could, even with the lack of production this year. But no, I mean, for the most part, his hands are tied. I mean, there's just not a lot of options here that I can see a lot of. There's not a lot of people here that other teams are going to want. Sure. Well, it's uh, it's you know, it's certainly tough times here in Hockey Town, and the uh, the trade deadline doesn't help really quell any of those fears but uh no i really don't think this year i wouldn't expect a whole lot of excitement this year or anticipation and actually maybe across the league to a certain extent i don't think it's going to be a there's just not a whole lot of great names available out there i don't think it's going to be an action-packed trade not that it's been the last couple years really it's kind of a lot of teams are waiting for the nhl entry draft or the summer to make their deals now when do you think you can kind of start to like how far, you know, before the trade deadline, do you kind of start to see the activity start picking up? Yeah, normally it's like, actually it's in the next couple of weeks. I mean, slowly teams are going to make moves. Mm-hmm. And then and I think uh, I haven't had enough coffee yet this morning. Nolan. I think it's like <laughs> February, I think it's like February 26th or 7th, wherever that last Tuesday is in February. That's when the trade deadline is, and we'll see what happens at that point. I mean, teams are so bunched up right now, too. I mean, they're going to want to 
you kind of a lot of teams are on the fence whether it's all right are we going to make a final push trying to make the playoffs or are we out of it so i think things are going to clear up here these next few weeks all right well i guess we will just have to wait and see like everything else uh involving this franchise in the meantime uh ted thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate your time Let's do it again, Nolan. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Now, you can find Ted's coverage uh, every day at DetroitNews.com. And where is the Octopulse podcast streaming? Uh, Detroit. You can, you can find it on the website. Yeah, okay. you can find it on the website. On the, yeah, on the, uh, what do you call it? I think there's a specific page uh, for all our, our podcasts and whatnot. So you can find it right there. Cool. So just head over to DetroitNews.com. Yeah. Make sure to catch up with all of that content. And then where can people connect with you on Twitter? T. Colfin. Yep, T. Colfin. At T. Colfin. At, at, at Ted Colfin. Cool. Well, all right, Ted. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We hope to talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, man.